Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's Friday, yes, and the sun is shining where I am, at least. I hope it's shining where you are. We're on day 32. It's the uh, 28th of January. But how do we know? Well, you know where we're going. Come on, let's go. We're going to the Village Facebook page where I hope you're ready for this. We found him. He came home after 50 hours away, all well and hungry. The cat came back. Yeah, a boy cat called Hamish. And get this, <laughs> I noticed in the photo that the cat has a bell. So this cat is proper stealth mode. He's run off for 50 hours and managed to muffle his little tinkling bell the whole time. I'm uh, full of admiration for him. But uh, yeah, really lovely that the owner's gone to the effort to post some pictures and say, do you know what? Thanks for checking your sheds and log stores and, I don't know, cupboards and making sure that my cat is not hiding there. What else has happened? Well, yesterday I had my eyebrows put back on. <laughs> so um, look on my Instagram or Facebook if you want to see what I look like. Um, but I have got quite fair hair. And as I've got older, my eyebrows... Um, have got fairer. I was looking at a picture of me from when I was about mm, 17, 20, something like that. And my eyebrows are clearly visible. And back, back in the day, um, I didn't use an eyebrow pencil, no, no need to. And I definitely didn't do like tweezering or anything like that. Just had a nice set of eyebrows. But they've kind of receded a bit, I suppose. And then as you get older, when you get into your late 40s, uh, I know that some other ladies will agree with this. As you change hormonally, you seem to get a little more hirsute in the face, a little bit peach fuzzy. And I kind of came to the conclusion that my eyebrows were blending into the rest of the hair, hair on my face, just looking like Chewbacca. So, uh, yeah, I went yesterday, got my face threaded um, and bloody hell, made my eyes water. And then she did my eyebrows as well. Um, tidied them up and um, uh, tinted them. That's it, tinted them. And um, I got home and my daughter said, what have you done to your eyebrows, mum? And basically, when you have your eyebrows tinted, you get a little bit of the dye, I guess, remains on your skin. I was like, it'd be fine. They'll be, they'll be fine by tomorrow. And they are fine. Um, I'll, I'll share a picture with you if you really want to see it. But um, my eyebrows are now uh, once again visible and um, <laughs> my face isn't quite so, it's hairy in the right places. Uh, now, where were we even going with this? Oh yeah, well this kind of ties in because um, today's little trip into Reasons to be Cheerful Part 1 visits the relationships we have with our children and the things that we do for love. So it is about going out for dinner with your kids, something which we said last time we went out for dinner, maybe we won't do this again because we were that family. We were that family who were not having the best time in the restaurant. <laughs> At one point, our son said, I feel like I'm like a, a single parent trying to sort out two arguing kids. Like, okay, how about just being, I don't know, being quiet or not argumentative or, you know, just trying to behave. But anyway, um, we will go out for dinner again once once we've all got over that experience. I mean, there's been worse. We are at lunch one Sunday. There's me, my husband, the two kiddlies, aged four and two at the time, and our friends with their little boy who is six months old. 
We're chatting, reminiscing and laughing at how our life stages can be mapped by the changes to the way in which we socialise together. So when we were singletons, we'd go to the pub straight after work, then out clubbing until someone realises that it is the next day, we're still in yesterday's clothes and we really ought to go home. God, I remember clubbing. I remember when, clubbing when everyone used to drink vodka Red Bull oh, and they used to smoke. So just everything was stinking. Everything was stinking, but it was so good. Such happy times. Just go and see like Carl Cox, people like that. Oh, I couldn't do it now. I mean, 11 o'clock is about, I think, best going recently, like in the past two years, would be midnight. <laughs> hmm. Uh, established slash married couples pub, followed by a restaurant, then back to someone's for more drinks until someone remembers that sleeping on the floor is really bloody uncomfortable and that we've got a comfy bed at home. We've got some great pictures of nights like that. Like, nah, the night's not finished. Let's all go back to our friend's house. Babies. <laughs> Once you have babies, yeah, you don't do... Um, pub and then you know someone else's and then staying out a bit later Sunday lunch sod the pub we're too tired and we cannot find a babysitter we elected to eat at our friend's house this time as while taking a baby to a pub can work taking mobile extremely noisy children is a risky and expensive business we did go through a phase where we stopped going for pub lunches on a Sunday with our kids because they just wouldn't sit still um, our local had this kind of, um, it's not a walkway really, well it's kind of a walkway but the kids used to run up and down it and yeah it was just too much stress. You know you know when you're saying we would like to order starters but we need the children's food to come with the starters. If you had a restaurant that would do that you were onto a winner because it's like four-year-old can't wait, they can't wait to eat, it, they need food immediately. Um, so our friend had access to CBeebies, which guarantees you at least 30 minutes of peace to try and vaguely catch up on each other's lives. The dinner is delicious and the children are behaving nicely. It feels civilised, relaxed and really enjoyable. And then our friend's baby pukes all over his high chair, all down himself and a little bit onto his dad's sleeve. Forks are lowered, conversation stops. Nobody puts food in their mouth for we are in the present of hot baby sick. The dad picks his son up, wipes him clean, cleans the high chair, wipes his sleeve and we all carry on eating. Parenting makes you properly hardcore like that. No expulsion, explosion, stink or stench stops a meal for longer than it takes to clean up the mess. Well, if you listened to my episode from um, when I went to my sister-in-law's for a belated Christmas where the dog threw up under the table we're still in that arena, yeah, but thank God we had kids first because, you know, didn't bat an eyelid. Clean it up, bag it up, throw it away, carry on eating. So we eat some more, laugh some more and agree that we have to do some pretty grim things as part of loving and caring for our children. And then, just as we've started on the pudding, my son's voice comes loud and clear from the downstairs loo. Mummy, I finished. I sigh, put down my spoon and head to my smelly destiny. Now that's love. Yeah, our, um, our son's got form in that regard. Remember one time when he was toilet trained, could sort it out himself. He went to the loo and then came out. He must have been about, I don't know, 
five or six and said, dinner is served. Mmm, <laughs> yummy. Now I can't wait to eat. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. I'm really glad to have so many people joining in. And thanks to my old school friends who I've been catching up with recently who have messaged me off the back of the podcast. Um, one of whom I'm going to interview his wife on my University Challenged podcast. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, and I hope that whatever you're eating tonight, whatever you're doing, you don't have to pause to clean something up. Have a lovely Friday. Bye bye.